0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning, family, and happy Feast Day of St. Joseph. Feast Day of our church. Feast Day of all of our loved ones that are named St. Joseph. And Feast Day for, uh, for the whole entire Universal Church, because St. Joseph is considered the father and the patron of the whole entire church, because St. Joseph is the father of Jesus, right? And uh, God the Father entrusted Jesus, his Son, to the prayers, the protection, the fatherhood of St. Joseph. So, happy feast day to all of us, and especially to this church, St. Joseph, the OG church on the east side, if I may say, okay? Now let's give a nice clap for St. Joseph and for this church. I was actually the first communion, uh, class of communion, to be, to be had in this church. So, I remember uh, the church was barely even done at that time, these paintings were not even up yet, but I specifically remember it, and I'm just honored that I'm a child of this church, and uh, that we get to celebrate Saint Joseph uh, today all together. Saint Joseph um, is really one of the most forgotten saints. You know, when we think about the people that should be honored in the Bible, um, many of the the, uh, people that we think of are, of course, Mary, uh, the Apostles, we think of everybody else, but Saint Joseph for some reason Um, is one of the most forgotten. He's overlooked. And we see that now in recent times, St. Joseph is really starting to kind of come out from from hiding. And people are starting to recognize and realize who he really is and what he really accomplished. Today in the Gospel, Jesus talks about, um, if you follow me, he says, that you will have the light of life. That you will not walk in darkness. St. Joseph is a, a perfect example of someone who allowed the light of Christ into his own personal life, who chose, who chose to live in the light, who chose light over darkness, who chose good over evil. If we hear and uh, if we paid attention to the reading of St. Paul, it was really, really powerful. And he gives all of these signs of how a Christian should act. And if we want to summarize it, we could basically say, he says that if you want to be a Christian, and if you want to walk in the light, if you want to be good, these are the things that you need to do. I think it's safe to say that St. Joseph, being who he was, God choosing him, that he would have probably embodied all of these virtues, all of these characteristics. What are some of those characteristics that he says? Well, I want to kind of give an example of of what it looks like when we choose to be to to choose good over evil, when we choose to live in the light of Christ. It's kind of like when you go into a dark room and you uh, and you no lights, it's dark, completely dark, and, and you have the smallest little candle and you light that candle, what happens to the room? Even if it's a tiniest, tiniest little candle, what happens? The whole entire room is affected, correct? well when you and i choose to live in the light of christ when we choose to do good with christ and in christ that's what exa- that's what happens around us that the light of christ not only ignites around us but it ignites in us so what jesus wants for all of us is to walk in that light and when we're walking in it not only are we going to be affected by that light Not only is darkness inside of us going to be casted out, but darkness around us will be casted out. But many of us are so focused on the darkness around us, we forget about the darkness that's inside of us. We forget about, well, you know, I love that saying, if you work on yourself first, if you change yourself first, change around you will begin to happen. So... How do we choose to live in the light of Christ? How do I choose to overcome, like St. Paul says, evil with good? Well, the first thing that I, I really love, he gives a whole list. Well, the first thing that I really love that he says is, be patient in tribulation. Be patient in tribulation. I'll be honest with you, me and patience, we just, we don't vibe, Okay. I'm, not a, I, I'm working on patience all the time, especially when I'm driving. I have a little bit of road rage. Okay, I'm going to confess my humanness to you. I have a little bit of road rage, okay? And, um, and patience is, is, is something that I think all of us are working on at, in some way, shape, or form, because patience teaches us how to not be in control, and as humans, we want to be in control. We want to control people, we want to control situations, we want to control everything. And when we don't get the results that we want, we become impatient, we become irritable. How do I allow the light of Christ when I'm impatient? Well, I need to remember that whatever irritation that's going on inside of me, I need to be letting it go. I need to be surrendering that. I'm not, I can't be in control. Patience and tribulation. He says, be constant in prayer. Constant, consistent in prayer. I mean, I hear this all the time. Father, I, haven't, I, don't, I don't pray every day. I don't pray consistently. I pray like our Father in a Hail Mary, you know, every day. And then, and then we really we get confused as to why our lives are so difficult and why it's so easy for us to fall. Well, if we're not on guard, if I'm not on guard... I'm going to be taken off guard. If I don't have my defense mechanism up, then it's going to be very easy for you to attack me, and I'm I'm going to be overcome by you. But what prayer does is it keeps us vigilant. It keeps me constantly aware of, of the little attacks that the evil one will have upon us and what he will bring upon us because he does it when we least expect it. The evil one will try to steal your peace when you least expect it, when you think that everything is fine and it's good and, and I'm good. And then all of a sudden, you get attacked. Well, if we were constantly praying, if, we're, if even while I'm in my home talking to God, not just praying, when we think of prayer, we often think about the Mass or going to adoration or these types of formal prayers, which are very important, they're very beautiful and, and they're important, But what about praying outside of, out of church? Talking to God, constantly asking God for his light and his guidance and his patience and his love. Be constant in prayer. If not, then what happens is we become what St. Paul says is we begin to think highly of ourselves. When God is not in the mix, when God is not the center of my heart, who becomes the center you. I become the center. And then what happens is I become puffed up. I become conceited. And what does is, what is conceited lead me to do? It be, It leads me to not want to serve people. It leads me to look at myself as better than other people. It leads me to, uh, to expect people to do things for me. And then I begin to think that the whole world and everybody in the world revolves around me. That I always have to be right, I can never be wrong. That I need to be honored and people need to come say hi to me. I don't need to say hi to you, you need to come say hi to me. We begin to put ourselves on this pedestal and it's all its all an illusion. Our pride is an illusion. Because at the end of the day, who's, who's greater than who? Only God is greater than us. So... Are we conceited? He says, bless those who persecute you. When you're conceited and when you're the center of your world, which is really opposite of what St. Joseph would have been, right? St. Joseph would have been the opposite. He would have saw every single person as an opportunity to love God. He would have he would have understood that because he is not the center of the world, God is the center of his world. Jesus was the center of his world he was able to have patience and love and humility. So when you have patience and love and humility, when somebody persecutes you, you don't react to them. We only react and we only get angry and we only curse people who persecute us because we think subconsciously we should be treated better. I don't deserve this but guess what? If Jesus Christ himself was persecuted, if St. Joseph was persecuted, if Mary was persecuted, who do we think we are to not be persecuted? We will be persecuted, but it's what we do with it. Are we blessing those who persecute us? You know what's a a beautiful way of of practicing that is when you find out that somebody has done something to you, or you you find out that Somebody has talked about you or you're angry at something that they've done in that moment Instead of allowing the wrath and the evil and the darkness to overcome you We need to begin to pray in that moment and a simple prayer that I'm constantly praying because guess what? Me as a human I don't I may be smiling on the outside But on the inside something else might be going on, okay? How do we how do we overcome this? Usually if I'm smiling at you, I'm usually praying in my head for you. That's the reality. I'm usually praying in my head for you. And usually what I'm saying is, I only say half of the Hail Mary. I'll say, Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for so-and-so, now and at the hour of their death, amen. I could be in a conversation with somebody who I know I don't like because they've done something to me. And I'm smiling at them, and I'm shaking their hand, and I'm literally, Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for this person now and at the hour of their death, because I really want to cut you, but I'm going to smile right now. Uh, I mean, this is is the reality. I mean, right? We all have those people. (laughs) We all have those people. We're probably living with these people in our lives, right, and in our homes. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for this person. You know, bless them. Don't seek revenge. God will give you revenge, uh, St. Paul says. God will do that revenge. And he will do it in his own way. God doesn't let anything that happens unjust to us, he doesn't just let that go. And he doesn't tell us to let that go. There is consequences. But the consequences are not always in the way that we want them. He says that if we are willing, if we are really willing to really humble ourselves, we'll be able to overcome evil with good. We'll be able to allow Christ's light in us. And that light will begin to overcome the evil. If I throw fire at you, or if somebody throws fire at me and I throw it back at you, what happens to that fire? It gets bigger. There's a story about, um, I read this story online about this man, um, and he had a neighbor um, him and his son, this man Him and his son were outside and they were raking leaves And the neighbor comes out And he's just like cuckoo, he's like asabi He comes outside and he starts yelling And he's like, all your leaves are on my lawn All these leaves, you see all these leaves on my lawn They're all because of your trees And the guy looks at his son He's like ma ma He's like, you're cuckoo, you know so, so he's like, so the guy slams the door and the, the, the guy looks at his son and he's like, Son, grab your rake, come with me. I'm like, okay. So they go to the man's door. He knocks on the door. And the guy's like, What do you want? He's like, Sir, I just I, I wanted to get permission for, from you uh, to rake your leaves. I want to rake your leaves. And he looks at him. The son and the guy both looking at each other like, What's happening here? And he's like, Fine. He slams the door in their face. The son and the father, they go, and they start raking the leaves. And the son is really angry, and the father looks at him and he says, what's wrong with you? Why are you angry? And he's like, I expected you to man up to that man. I expected you to go up to that man and scream in his face and yell at him and tell him how dare he talk to us this way. Who do you think you are? And he's like, son, do you really think that when that man threw fire at me, if I would have thrown fire back, we would have put that fire out? And he's like, probably not. Then as they're having this discussion, the man comes out, and he goes up to them and he says, hey, I really want to apologize for the way that I acted. Um, I have uh, uh, bad back problems, and I'm having a back surgery that more than likely I will not be able to come out of being able to walk again. And he's like, and I'm sorry for the way that I acted. Look at how we can overcome evil with good. And I'm not saying that it always happens that way. It doesn't. Sometimes we don't get to see that fruit. But I really believe and I know, I know that when we choose the light, it does dispel the darkness in some way, shape, or form. So today, let us turn to St. Joseph. Let's ask on his great feast day, To teach us how to be humble. To teach us how to allow and to choose the light even in the midst of the darkness. So that with that light, we will really truly become the light of Christ. You know, see, Jesus does say that you are the light. We do have the light in us. But we have to know it and we have to choose it. So we ask St. Joseph today for his intercession to help us to really truly become the light of Christ. And to carry Christ Everywhere we go, like he did. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit.